0: Five, four, three, two, one. Ignition. We
1: have left off. Hello world and it is us. Oh dear, that's that's very loud, I have to turn myself down a little bit, otherwise I just blow your eardrums up. Well, I'm I'm here again uh, on the radio. Uh, It is show 94, would you believe, on the 2nd of June 2019. I am here with my mother, Joyce. Hello there.
2: Hello, everybody. Nice to be here again. Is it? It is. We'll
1: soon put a stop to that. (laughs) So, yes, this evening, it is 1978 on the Sunday Frog Box. I I chose this uh, because, uh, frankly, it seems that a lot of my favourite come from 1978 I played a lot of stuff on this show over the years and oh it's 1978 1978 so rather than play all those again I thought we'd go into 1978 delve into some album tracks there's a lot of good albums released in that year and see what we can find see what we can unearth but first what's more 1978 than Beethoven (laughs)
2: Really enjoyed that.
1: That was a Fifth of Beethoven <laughs> by Walter Murphy in the Big Apple Band. Oh, brilliant! Uh, not to be confused with uh, the version by the London Philharmonic Orchestra, which they also they also put out. A lot of popular classics with drums, but that was a really funky version. And to be right back to 1978, when music production, I think, was at its finest. The lovely warm tones on that song, nothing too cluttered, everything in the right place. Beautifully done, well done, 1978. Well, we have some contest voices, which are to do with 1978, the year 1978. And I shall play them for you now. There is one voice which is a male voice, and one voice which is a female voice, but that is all I'm going to say, because the answers will become evident as the evening goes on. Possibly. (laughs) Shall I play the voices? Do.
3: I shall, and here's the first one. What happens next year depends, of course, on the reaction to the proposals that we're making.
1: Mm, yes, well, I've almost fallen asleep with the boring nature of that statement. <laughs>
3: and who's
4: this? In senior school, you did the sex education. It was quite funny, sat in the class, and your face is in the book.
1: Well, that would be quite funny, that would. <laughs> yes, so who are those people? with some connection to 1978 if you know or if you'd like to contact us for any other reason you may do so by texting the studio on
2: zero one one three eight
1: five
2: nine zero six nine zero. start
1: your text with
2: FXR
1: or you can email the studio
2: studio at dot or
1: come and find us on Facebook. Please do. Uh, and, uh, well, if you don't, then that's that's entirely your affair. And if you do, I'll come round to your house and give you a Mars bar. Well, I won't, actually, but, you know, <laughs> just... You get, I'll, I might do. It depends on the situation. I'll see about that. We'll see about that. If anyone does message me, and I might consider whether, whether or not I will get round to their house and give them a Mars bar. We'll consider. I'll definitely consider that, should it happen. All right, then. Well, that's over appropriately uh, enough. Now, uh, I'm going to play a track called It's Over. There have been a lot of songs called It's Over over the years. But this is from the fantastically successful Out of the Blue album by ELO. Obviously, 1978 was the year of Mr. Blue Sky. One of my favourites. Yeah, me And too. the year of Wild West Hero. Also one of my favourites off the same album. Sweet Talking Woman, Turn to Stone, what a great album. Jungle, the very first song I ever played on the Sunday Frog Box. Also, uh, this one, which I've never played on air, but it's a really good... I mean, they're all really good on there. really well-produced. Lovely stuff. Jeff Lynne, ELO. It's over. Is it? I should think so. Let's have it. Okay, it starts off a little bit quiet. Ah, lovely strings. Beautiful.
5: It's over, it's all over, it's over. say so, Jeff no.
1: it's over what's over okay So, is it over now oh it is over well there you go it's I over I loved that it's great isn't it tell no, me was,
2: was that the live string orchestra
1: uh, well actually there weren't that many of them there's only seven of them all together yeah but they made a big noise. I think they double-tracked them a few times. Ah, uh,
2: yes. But it was it was strings actually playing, not a synthesizer. Oh, no, no, strings
1: at that time.
2: Lo- I love the way they bring the strings into the music. It contained mm.
1: two cellists, uh, Mick Kaminsky, the, the famous violin player, yeah. and a couple of other a couple of other stringers.
2: Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. I really loved that.
1: Mike Albuquerque. You know, he was, yes. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and that, that album, Out of the Blue... It it's it had four million sales before it was even released. It Ooh. was pre order it was absolutely the height of of their powers and oh it's still good to
2: No, I'm not surprised. I think it's great. You see
1: nineteen seventy eight, what a brilliant year. Billy Joel He's a brilliant guy as well, and the more I listen to him, the more I think, yeah, because he can. He he, he his influences. Obviously, from New York. There's a lot of sort of New Yorky sort of jazzy influences there, but also you can tell from his piano playing, he's got some classical influences as well. Mm-hmm. Here's a very good example um, from uh, his album from 1978. Now, nearly all the songs on there are really good, well-known ones. Uh, you, you know, "Always a Woman to Me" and "All that mm-hmm. and I think Times a Lady" and. Uh, that thing about um, a restaurant in somewhere or other. Anyway, also on the album is this one, uh, which I don't think was a single, but it's just as good as all the others. It's Vienna, one of two songs this evening with place names in the title. Coincidentally, because it's nothing to do with 1978, but this is Vienna from Billy Joel. Enjoy.
0: told that you can get what you want or you can just get old. You're gonna kick off before you even get halfway through. Ooh, when will you realize Vienna waits for you? Slow down, you're doing fine. You can't be everything you want to be before your time. so romantic on the borderline tonight. Tonight, too bad, but it's the life you lead. You're so ahead of yourself that you forgot what you need. Though you can see when you're wrong, you know you can't always see when you're right. You're right,
5: you got your
0: passion, you got your pride. Don't you know that only fools are satisfied Dream on, but don't imagine they'll all come true Ooh, When will you realize Vienna waits for you? can have way through, Ooh, why don't you realize Vienna waits for you, when will you realize Vienna waits for you?
1: What a great year this was for music!
2: It was great. I loved the diction. You <laughs> could hear every single word.
1: That's Billy Joel. Yeah, that's great stuff. I think I'd do several shows on 1978. I could do at least three shows, probably five.
2: Mm, I've got lots and lots shows and lots of facts. On nine t- have you? Oh yes. Well, that's,
1: don't don't burst with your facts. Let's have <laughs> a fact. This is uh, we're going to we're going to call this uh, Joyce's jaunty jottings, aren't we?
2: Oh, absolutely lovely.
1: Yeah, so let's have a jaunty jotting, please. Well, I've got
2: a couple of jaunty jottings about football for all you sports fans now the first one is on the 9th of February Mm. 1978 Gordon McQueen who was a 25 year old Scotland central defender became Britain's first 500,000 pound footballer (laughs) in a transfer from Leeds United to Manchester United now to see how long ago that was do you know who currently... Which currently is the record for the highest transfer fee?
1: I do not, but I'm going to guess. I'm
2: going to tell you.
1: OK. Well, £198
2: million I would never that in lie. 2017, Neymar from Barcelona to Paris Saint-Germain.
1: Neymar? Not Neymar the Submariner?
2: No, N-E-Y-M-A-R. <laughs> OK. And in 2016, Paul Pogba from Juventus to Manchester United... And paltry ninety-eight million. I mean, that's absurd. Yes, I've got another football fact.
1: Oh, come on, another then.
2: football fact. And this is sort of more local. If you think this is okay, At sixth of May, mm-hmm. Ipswich Town. Never heard of them. Won the FA Cup for the no. first time. Oh yes. By beating Arsenal one zero in the Wembley final. That's yes,
1: local legend. Yeah, nineteen like seventy-eight. Absolutely. Never been as good since. It
2: hasn't. I'm afraid they've sort of fallen a bit since then. Uh, maybe
1: you could say that. Yeah. But yeah, the 1978s.
2: So those are my two football facts for this evening.
1: Well, thank you very much for those facts. You're uh, very well. You say the 9th of February. That was uh, Ali points out that was her seventh birthday.
2: Oh really? Oh, little seven-year-old oh. Ali. Oh, oh, how happy sweet! Birthday. Yeah, I bet she didn't get £500,000 for a present. I, mean, I
1: don't think she transferred to Liverpool, <laughs> to be honest. OK, so, uh, yeah, fantastic. Thank you for that. We'll have another quick one now. Um, now, Ian Dury and the Blockheads, another classic band, and of course his famous album, New Boots and Panties, was out in 1978. And I looked for an album track on there, and I found... Actually, this is going to be a cover, because this is uh, partial to your abracadabra, but it's not Ian Dury. It's a cover version by Paul McCartney and the Blockheads. So the Blockheads are there a few years later, after Mr. Dury passed on. But Paul McCartney is there at the front, and it's, uh, it's actually... Uh, I think arrangement-wise, it's actually slightly better than the, uh, the in-dury version. Of course, he doesn't try and sound like injury, dury but... Uh, Let's have it, shall we? And we'll have a little jingle for a cover because it's a cover. I should have guessed to the contest voices. I was a little bit, tiny bit excited when I saw there was a new email, but it turns out that it's an automated uh, weather forecast.
2: Well, I had a Um, guess, but I don't count.
1: Don't don't count?
2: No, because I'm I'm here in the studio. You do
1: count. They've heard you doing it. Uh, See, you're doing it now. Anyway,
3: uh, let's play the voices again. Who's this? What happens next year depends, of course, on the reaction to the proposals that we're making.
1: (laughs) Reaction to the proposals next year. (laughs) And who's this?
4: Senior school, you did the sex education. It was quite funny. Sat in the class and your face is in the book.
1: Sex education? Your face is in the book? (laughs) Who is that? I know. Yes, you do. You do. Well, keep it to yourself for the time being. I will indeed. I might let you reveal the answers, you never know. Oh, how nice. (sighs) Well, let's have another song. Another classic album from 1978 was Meatloaf and Bat Out of Hell. Uh, Listeners have heard me ranting about the radio edits of (laughs) Bat Out of Hell in the past, and I've indeed played the full version of Bat Out of Hell whenever I get the chance. But I'm not going to do that tonight. No, I'm not. No, instead I'm going to play something else from that album. Um, because, it's, again, all good songs, and that album was in the charts for weeks and weeks and years and weeks and years and weeks and days and seconds. And so we're going to play, did you know, by the way, that Meat Loaf is, um, it's actually Meat Loaf. It's two different words. You call not, him... Not
2: just all one word?
1: No. Mm-hmm. It's not, you didn't call him Mr Meatloaf. Loaf, you called him Mr Loaf. Oh. <laughs> How you doing, Meat? Hi,
2: had you doing, Meat, Mr yeah. Loaf. don't <laughs>
1: Anyway, um, it is all revved up with no place to go. Mr. Loaf, <laughs> calm down. Do you know, Loaf? I was just looking up to see how many records has he actually sold. He sold over 80 million records.
2: Oh. 80 million. It's not short of a few quid 80 then. 80
1: million <laughs> records. <laughs> Bat yeah. Out of Hell, that album from 1978, yeah. they still sell 200,000 copies yes. a year of that.
2: Yes. Good it's a very famous grief. album, isn't
1: it? That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. blinking ball. Would you like to give me a fact, seeing as I've given you a meatloaf fact? I
2: will give you a jolly old fact. Now, have you ever heard of somebody called Freddie Laker?
1: Of course I have, because I was there in 1978. ah. He was Mr. Aircraft. Didn't he invent a Laker Airbus or something? Well, yes.
2: On the 3rd of June, he was actually knighted. Now, he sort of really came to fame over the Berlin Airlift. Now, you Mm. might not know what that was, because that was well before you were It was after the
1: war. Well, after
2: the war... Germany was sort of split up between the Allies on the one side and Russia on the other side. And Russia's bit eventually became East Germany. But Berlin, which was the capital, was in the Russian sector. And the Russians wanted um, our side to give up Berlin. And so what they did, they blockaded it so that no supplies came in at all. Mm. So what they had to do was to bring the supplies in by air. Now, Freddie Laker went into business as a war surplus aircraft dealer. And all the available aircraft were needed to fly the essential supplies. And this allowed his business to flourish because it provided more than a year's work for his planes and his employers almost immediately. And actually, he did often fly the aircraft himself. So that was what he is famous for. And because later on, it, it was Laker Airways, uh, which, the, of course, after the the, the Berlin Airlift was over, it became sort of a normal... Mm. Um,
1: well, I didn't yeah. know... That. I mean, I knew about the Berlin Airlift. Mm. I knew about Freddie Laker, but I didn't know there was a connection.
2: Yeah. He he supplied most of the planes, even, even the ones that weren't in his business. Obviously, you know, he would supply them to other air people who would then fly them over. But that, that sort of kept Berlin going. So oh, that West Berlin... Was able to sort of
1: survive during because the blockade those, those crazy Russians Oh, those Russians <laughs> uh, Which incidentally Is interesting because uh, that song Rasputin came out in 1978 oh. We're not going to play it now Because I've played it more than once on this show oh, I love it so much But we're not going to play that, no What are we going to play? Well, it's time for our regular feature Oh <laughs> Mr. <Missed> the <button. laughs> Acapella a corner. corner, that corner of the radio, reserved for music without instruments. And today it's an Abba song from 1978, the name of the game. but mm, Actually one of my one of my more favourite Abba songs. I like the way it's constructed, I like the sound of it. But here's what it sounds like when it's sung by a huge choir of what's what it looks like from the video 100 to 150 people. Gracious. A the riff-raff choir. They all wear pink. And uh, this is what they sound like, singing the name of the game. Sorry, I'm going to vote that down. Yeah. Because, I don't know about you, but I, I, they sounded a little bit unrehearsed to me. Mm. They sounded like the men were reluctant to come in. They had uh, they had uh, like two conductors, ah. and uh, one seemed to be conducting most of the choir, which was mostly ladies, and the men were sort of shoved in the corner over there, and there was a bloke in front of them. They get the impression that they hadn't been to as many rehearsals somehow. Mm, possibly not. And also, I think... I would have done something slightly different with the arrangement to make yeah. up for the fact that there's no drums. Anyway, I'm disappointed now. How am I going to cheer myself up? I, don't I know. I'm How going to teach? tell you. I'll tell you. From 1978, yeah. the band Darts. That was their year. Really, they came out with uh, "Come Back, My Love." Do, 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 do. Don't run away, and you know other songs yeah the boy from new york city sort of rock and roll Yeah. anyway from their album which i had the amazing darts one of my first ever albums uh, on the album, the album track on there was when they let their keyboard player have a go on his own oh hammy Howell. and That's uh, this this track uh, just inspired me to, to to you know it probably helped along my journey towards uh, playing the keyboards because I thought oh wish I could do that do what do this
5: and now for something less manic but equally as spectacular we've got our amazing piano player for you Hanny Howe <laughs>
6: The radio,
1: yes, I love all that boogie woogie stuff. That's probably the first time I'd ever heard any boogie woogie. Oh, it's
2: brilliant! If that if that is what sort of made you want to hmm. play that sort of music, it I certainly works.
1: Still can't, still can't. I know. Do but it. You,
2: you play beautifully,
1: but that sounds like it sounds like there's four hands on that keyboard, yeah, isn't it? No, it's it's brilliant. i very, very clever. Anywho, also in 1978, you remember the Lord. Uh, the Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, before he was a Lord,
2: remember him uh,
1: when he was still good at writing tunes that weren't completely plagiarised from someone else, <laughs> including himself. Um, <coughs> he released, uh, along with his um, his brother Julian and also a rock band containing very many famous people, an album called Variations, in which he played uh, the South Bank theme, <laughs> uh, variations upon a theme by Paganini. Yeah. Well, I thought, well, let's play something off that album that people don't know because there's all there's 23 variations oh, of the what album. A good idea. And that song, the <laughs> South Bank theme, is variations is, is statement of the theme in variations one hmm. to four. In case you're interested, would you like to hear variation seven? I would love to. Well, let's hear it now. But, uh, I think uh, listening to that, that might be where I got the idea for the um, for that bit, that thirteen eight bit in the um, chess oh, song. Yes, because that mm. was actually that was fourteen eight. That but mm-hmm. uh, this, yeah, that sounded a bit like. Mm. Anyway, I didn't. I, I wouldn't have recognised the uh, the theme if I hadn't known that that was no. one of the variations.
2: But you can pick it out if you know. If you team. know
1: it's there, mm. you can find it. Bit like the Bible code. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. excuse me. Uh, Let's do something else, and let's have another fact.
2: Ah, I've got three short facts, actually. Short facts. One from June, the 19th of June. uh, Cricketer Ian Botham became the first man in the history of the game to score a century and take eight wickets in one innings of a test match. Mm. And on the 25th of July, Louise Brown became the first human being born from in vitro fertilisation in Mm. Oldham. And this is... I find this one quite amusing. Yeah. On the 25th of August, US Army Sergeant Walter Robinson walked across the English Channel using homemade water shoes. Now, how long do you think it took you him? He walked across the Channel using homemade, homemade water, water
1: shoes. shoes. I wasn't aware of that. Well, there you are. So we like splish-splash. You can't splish, only got very far with each step. Well,
2: look, it's about... I suppose it's about 22 miles. How long does it
1: take to swim?
2: I don't know. Uh, but how long do you think it took
1: miles. him? 22 miles... Let's say... I suppose the uh, normal walking pace is four miles an hour. Well, I can do four miles so an hour So that would be five or six hours. So it has been more than that. So let's say ten hours.
2: Not too bad, actually. It was 11 hours, 30 minutes.
1: Hmm. So he's going about two miles yeah. an hour.
2: Personally, I'd rather take the train underneath. I mean, I bet he was sick of it by the end. <laughs> I bet he was.
1: But of course there was no train underneath in 1978.
2: I thought you'd enjoy that fact.
1: Yes, homemade water shoes. I like that concept. <laughs> I'm going to incorporate that phrase into into something. Yeah. Next week. I
2: wonder what they were made of, though. Hot water bottles. Homemade put water <laughs> shoes.
1: Well, clearly something quite buoyant. Yes. Interesting. We'll find out. If you know what these homemade water shoes were made of, then you know. Let us know.
3: Or if you know who these voices are. What happens next year depends, of course, on the reaction to the proposals that we're making.
4: senior school you did the sex education it was quite funny sat in the class and your face is in the book
3: do you know who
1: those people are with a link to 1978 then let us know the clues are there the clues are there if you listen out for them (sighs) clues well a problem now presents itself to me Uh because we have a a regular feature another regular feature
0: they might be giant Boy. They might be giants
1: However, They Might Be Giants did not exist in 1978 Oh dear They were not formed until 1982 Oh So what am I going to do about that? I don't know Well I'll tell you I'm going that. to find a band that John Linnell was in before They Might Be Giants Oh that's clever Because one of the Johns was in a band the other one wasn't And uh, that is The Mundanes oh. <laughs> Which he left uh, to the annoyance of his parents, who thought that it was a regular job uh, <laughs> because they were getting gigs and everything, to, to form uh, the They Want Me Giants. But uh, I'll place the Mundanes, see if you think whether he's made the right choice or not. They, they did uh, enjoy a brief period of not being entirely unknown when they supported the B 52s on tour in 1978, I think. So, um, the Mundanes with John Linnell on keyboards, and this is Femme Fatale. Slow starter, it's just a slow starter. <sighs> Come on guys, let's have it. Here it comes.
5: 37 have a look.
1: I can see what they were going for. It's sort of a bit like Blondie, only slowed down. Uh,
2: I didn't hate that. I didn't hate
1: it, but it's sort of symbolic that he left a band called The Mundanes. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, it'll take us up to seven o'clock, and I'm going to play you some Genesis. Oh, lovely. Scenes from A Night's Dream.
5: eyes and got out of bed Trying hard to piece together a broken dream This vision's lifelike and full of imagination It's strange to think they came from such a time as tall as houses giant
7: On 107.5 FM and FelixstoweRadio.org.uk. In association with Felixstowe Academy. This, this is Felixstowe Radio. Sunday Frogbox with Andy Kimber on Felixstowe Radio. 107.5 FM. There's much, much more.
1: Yes, still... Nothing in the guesses department, I'm afraid. So oh there seems to be no interest in this contest, dear, oh, dear. Um, Genesis, yes. Now that you may have noticed from you, you know, you've heard a couple of Genesis tracks on this show, yeah. And that that was from their album, and then there were three. So after Peter Gabriel left, mm-hmm. uh, then Steve Hackett left, so there were just three of them left, so they called their album, and then there were three. And there's a sort of change going on. You can still hear Phil Collins singing, there. it still sounds like Peter Gabriel, and they've still got the same sort of prog rock background, but they're starting to make the songs like a, a decent length to play on the radio. Yeah. And, and as they progress further on, they're going to turn into the sort of more standard Genesis that people know from nowadays it's interesting yeah. evolution of the band but they were still still clinging to what they knew and what their fans knew at that point i think so interesting it well, is well interesting. if you're interested very, in that sort of it's of
2: thing. very educational
1: educational It's educational i'm going to play a song for ali now because she requested this uh or at least mentioned it <laughs> and i hadn't put it in and it doesn't really fit because it, it's 1978 but it's not an album track it's a it's a werewolves of london which uh, I, I always, uh, always remind of this whenever we play in the band, because we play um, uh, Sweet Home Alabama, which is exactly the same chords. And I always, uh, in the instrumental, the second guitar instrumental, I always sing, oh, ooh, Werewolves of London. <laughs> A little joke, little joke is no one cares but me. And uh, and so I, I'm going to play, for Ali, I'm going to play Werewolves of London. Lovely. Well, you don't know, you don't know you've heard it, you might not like it, but here it is.
7: Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Folks Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. gent who ran amok in Kent. Lately, he's been overheard in Mayfair. You better stay away from him. He'll rip your lungs out, Jim. I'd like to meet his tailor. Ah, werewolves of London. I Cheney walking with the Queen, doing the werewolves of London. I saw Lon Cheney Jr. walking with the Queen, doing the werewolves of London. I saw a werewolf drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's, his hair was purple. Uh, oh
1: welcome Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> anyway, yes, that was the. Well, that was fun. Like, amusingly named Warren Zevon, who I think is probably some sort of alien. I like the lyrics. I like that. Uh, 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 that's great. He's the hairy-handed gent who ran amok in Kent. <laughs> Lately, he's been overheard in Mayfair. You better stay away from him. He'll rip your lungs out, Jim. <laughs> However, I'd like to meet his tailor. <laughs> that's great. I love it. Well done, Warren Zevon. Well done.
2: I really enjoyed that. All oh, good. I'm and glad it's jolly you did. Good fun. Splendid.
1: Jolly good fun. Well, I think this is going to be a treat. I'm going to miss out on that that one there because we had that one instead. And I'm going to play instead of that one. I'm going to play the next one. (laughs) You don't know what I'm talking about because you can't see my running order. And while you think about that, let's have the voices again.
3: What happens next year depends, of course, on the reaction to the proposals that we're making.
1: Yes, yes, that's quite right. The proposals that you're making, yes, that's right. And who's this?
4: Senior school, you did the sex education. It was quite funny, sat in the class, and your face is in the book.
1: Yeah, but no, but, yeah, but, no, but, yeah, but, no, but, yeah, but, no, but she said no. Yeah, but, no, but, no, it wasn't her, no. No, Okay, so good. Well, Richard has tuned in.
2: Yeah, has he? A bit late,
1: uh, an hour late, if you're being picky about it. But he has tuned in. Yes, hello, Richard. Hello, Richard. Well done. Uh, Thank you for escorting my mother to the auditions for... Oh, mustn't say that. Mm. Anyway, thank you for that. Nodge, nodge, wink, wink. Uh, (laughs) More about that in due course, should anything come of it. Anyway, uh, moving on, moving on. The Motors. Now, The Motors, I only knew one song by The Motors, and it was Airport... Which is a great song from 1978, which I've played on this show before. So I thought I'd have a look on their album, and see if there's anything else good on there. And there is. There's a song called Today. Uh Aha. And here it is. Today.
5: This world could fall in love, live the kind of life we only dream about. While we're there, we'd start the show. Just you and I, with a love so strong, we'd turn this old world right from wrong. Oh, you and I, we love the many things to do and to say, and this world could fall in love today. place to live upon, but I say to you, you don't have to pray, just you and I, with a love so strong, we turn this over.
1: Well done, lads. Well done. I
2: thought that was
1: nice. It was nice. I tell you, would have made it better. What? If Jeff then produced it. Mm. Still, never mind. Um, Well, I think we haven't done enough for the funkiness of 1978. We've uh, we've had a bit of funkiness, but we haven't had a great deal of it. And 1978 was a very funky year. It was also a year in which gave us uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, John Williams wrote that. He, he's
5: written some mm-hmm. lovely stuff.
1: That was absolutely yeah. the pinnacle of his... He uh, yeah. was, like, chucking them out all over the place at that time. His Star Wars, mm. Indiana Jones, Superman, E.T. They were mm. all falling out of his pen. And Close Encounters. Yeah. Uh, also, because it was 1978, he thought, I know what I'll do. I'll reduce... I'll reduce? No, I'll release. I'll release a super cool, hip disco version of the theme tune. <laughs> Let no let it speak for itself. From the oh dear, my computer's had a little bit of a brain f- uh, uh, failure. Oh it dear. just went all oh, oh non-responsive. Come back to me. Come back to me. Seamless. All right, it's all right. It's still there. It's still there. Let's try that again. Music from the moon. Well. No, film music it really takes me just that little di that really takes that really sort of gets
2: I like that. I, I like it that he had such a, a good sense of humour to it's do that brilliant. version of it.
1: But I mean if you if you listen carefully to it and you listen to some of his Early TV mm. themes, like the uh, original Lost in Space theme. Yes,
2: there's a bit of that there's in There's a bit there, of that in that? there, isn't there? I can remember that.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Anyway. Shall we have a little bit of factiness? Yes, that's yes, more... What do they call them? Joyce's Jolly, no, jaunty. Jaunty. Jottings.
2: That's right. Yes, I've got three little jottings about politics. Jot Sorry them out about that Jot them out. Now, on the 3rd of April. And now, of course, we can see Parliament on the television.
1: We, we? can, if we but want to. They weren't We're even really, broadcast really
2: until the 3rd of April, mm. 1978, when permanent radio broadcasts of proceedings in the House of Commons began.
1: Radio broadcasts.
2: Now, three days later. On the sixth of April, mm-hmm. the state earnings-related pension scheme was introduced. SERPs. <laughs> yes, and then later on in October, the twenty-third, mm-hmm. the government announced plans for a new single exam to replace O levels and CSEs. Ah. Now, the CSE was the Certificate of Secondary Education, yeah. which was supposed to be a sort of slightly lower than an O level. Yes. You did O levels. I did
1: O levels, and they told us that. Uh, Uh, A a CSE grade one Mm. was equivalent to an O-level grade C Mm. or something.
2: Well, I didn't do O-levels. Way back in ancient times in 1949, I did the last of the old thing called the school certificate. Mm -hmm. If you didn't get six subjects, you didn't get a certificate. And they did away with that to bring in O-levels and CSEs. And now, of course, we've got the marvellous... GCSEs
1: Yes, yes, um, yes, marvellous as many teenagers are currently experiencing Oh yes Including our own teenager, Annabelle, yeah. who is too tired uh, I would like to say it yeah. because she's been rising, but It's because she had a barbecue last night and didn't go oh, to bed till 4am Is that what it
2: was? Yes
1: mm. I came down, I came into the lounge this morning It was full of, of zombie teens mm. It was like, <laughs> uh, uh, hello, morning uh, <laughs> Didn't get a word out of them They they all cleared out eventually, uh, because they couldn't bear the the presence of an adult, so they all cleared out. But anyway, uh, that's that. So, good. Good. Where are we then? Well, let's play the voices again, because Richard's going to get them, now that he's listening.
3: What happens next year depends, of course, on the reaction to the proposals that we're making.
4: The senior school, you did the sex education. It was quite funny, sat in the class, and your face is in the book.
1: Both those voices related to 1978... Both the clues have been given. Uh, Shall we tell them that the clues were given in facts? Absolutely. There were facts that would point you in the direction of the correct answers to who are those people with a link to 1978. Richard's now going to guess. He's now going to tell me the answers. I can feel it. I can feel it coming. I can see it Come on, Richard. He's typing away. He's typing now. Yes, yes. Here it comes. Here comes comes the answer. Yes. I think I know the second one. Well, and that suspenseful note. Let's go to Sweden. What a good idea! By the Stranglers.
7: What so On the eastern front What yeah. two at a minimum. Not quite on the eastern front
1: Yes, it's quiet now that you've stopped banging on, stranglers. Sweden, and why
6: not? 107.5 FM, Felixstowe Radio.
3: What happens next year depends, of course, on the reaction to the proposals that we're making.
4: With senior school, you did the sex education. It was quite funny, sat in the class, and your face is in the book.
3: Now, we turn our attention
1: to Jilted John.
4: Oh, poor old John. Do
1: you know Jilted John? Um, bit of a one-hit wonder. His his record was called Jilted John as well. Hmm. As was his album, I think. Um, yeah, it's like, it's, uh, how does it go? It's, it's, listen, John, I love you, but there's this bloke I fancy. He, I don't want to two-time you, so it's the end for you and me. Who's this bloke? I asked her. Gordon, she replied. Not that puff, I said dismayed. Yes, but he's no puff, she cried. It, it, it's a classic. I have it's never a heard of Jilted John. Sorry. But I did not know that there was a whole album of classics like that. <laughs> none of the other, other which I'd ever heard. None of the other which? What am I talking about? None of the... Which have, none of <laughs> the you get the idea. Yeah, I get I'd the idea. I'd only heard that one. Hmm. Uh, so I thought, well, here's a here's a, here's a, here's a virtual, a veritable cornucopia of Jilted Johnniness. And so I picked one because I like the title "Fancy Mice," and I thought, "Wow, what on earth could that be about?" I'm
2: not surprised. It was Jilted if he fancied mice. No, that's
1: not what it means. It's another, it's another sort of teenage bedroom uh, opera, if you like. It's like, well, let's play it, shall we? We do. Jilted John, Fancy Mice. One fine day, I went to the doctor.
8: Depressed and said life's not as hard as it might seem. I know that being an adolescent is not particularly pleasant, but if you had a worthwhile hobby, you'd soon forget about your body. What sort of thing did you have in mind? I asked Dr. Rice. Well, anything like stamp collecting or breeding fancy mice. Now that's something that I used to do would help me when I was feeling blue. They're economical to keep and they will help you to escape from misery. I thanked the doctor and I went to the City of Vice Bureau. I asked about the National Mouse Club and they gave me all the info. I wrote to the NMC and said I'd join if they'd let me. Two days later, if I remember, they wrote back. I was a member. In the yearbook was the address of a man who lived near me. An experienced breeder and former president of the NMC. I rang and asked him if I could come and see his fancy stuff. And of course you can, your man, come upon. So I'll around. In the darkened cellar there were... each day. So as I of the pregnancy, I felt I was the father. I must admit, but I couldn't help it. I began to fall in love with her. Oh, many hours we spent together while she prepared for her litter. I knew that she should have a name and instantly I bought of Jane. Three days later, Jane gave birth to seven baby mice. They were pink and hairless, but me and Jane thought they were nice. We watched them up each day Each other to improve the star Eventually my passion mice Were calling the horrible showing She was dying of old age I picked her up and wrapped her in a piece of wool. She was still alive but she looked terribly ill Silent as a stone, for she had passed away that night. Now I was all alone. I ran out into the road and cried that I was on my own. At last I reached the countryside beneath the tree. I sat and cried and cried. All day long I lay beneath the tree and walked At last I rose and started walking down the country lane. I heard a shout and saw I was a pretty girl of purples I looked in like body and hair and suddenly I didn't
5: care
1: Yes, that was that was very good. I like that. That's it's a sad story.
2: Very clever though, isn't it?
1: Oh, I liked it. I, I think I have to listen to the rest of that album. It's actually called True Love Stories, the album by oh. Jilted John, from 1978. Disappeared, <laughs> never to be heard of again. Shame.
2: I expect he made a pile though at the I time. I expect he did.
1: <laughs> I haven't looked him up, but I he's. I wish him well. I wish him well. Jilted John. I wonder What happened to him? We'll find out, shall we? Yes, let's we yes, find out. Richard probably knows what happened to Jilted John because he knows stuff like that. Normally. He does. Okay, so, uh, well, 1978 is wearing on, and also completely different from Jilted John, but contemporaneous with him, Kraftwerk. Yeah. The avant garde um, band from Germany, Deutschland, who did the incredibly unusual thing of playing music with electronic instruments. Cool. It was very, very rare when they started. But in 1978, uh, they released uh, a lot of their well known stuff. The model, and also Barn, and all that came kind of But also on their album was this one, which I didn't know, but I'm not really a Kraftwerk person, so um, other people were able to tell me if this is a well known song or not, but I don't think it is. The Man Machine by Kraftwerk. Bearing in 1978. It wouldn't sound out of place in an electronic club these days, I think. Well done, Kraftwerk.
3: What happens next year depends, of course, on the reaction to the proposals that we're making.
4: With senior school, you did the sex education. It was quite funny, sat in the class and your face is in the book.
7: bell <laughs>
8: Disturb your thoughts, I don't wanna disturb your mood.
7: I gotta have more cowbell.
1: It does go on a bit, though, doesn't yes,
2: it? Yes, I, I enjoyed it more with your embellishments that came in every ah, so often. What do what you mean,
1: <laughs> embellishments. Yeah, so that was craft work doing what they do, uh, which is all very avant-garde and very lovely. Uh, if a little bit soporific. So, it's the last chance, really, for this contest. Um, Richard helpfully informs us that Jilted John was actually a character invented by Graham David Fellows. Oh, that's a, interesting. comedy actor and musician. So, uh. Now we know. I mean, thank you, Thank Richard. you very much. Thank you very much. Um. But he does not furnish us with any guesses to the voices. He says he has no idea. Ali hasn't even mentioned it. And I got them both. And you got them both. So,
3: we'll give them one more shot. Here we go. What happens next year depends, of course, on the reaction to the proposals that we're making.
4: With senior school, you did the sex education. It was quite funny. Sat in the class, and your face is in the book. Have a listen
1: to Rainbow, Sensitive to Light. Why do you think about that?
7: Felix the Radio
1: 107.5 FM. Well, you've had your chance and you failed, dear listeners. You failed. Let me just check my inbox one more time. Uh, oh, emptier than a hermit's address book. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, I'm going to tell you who the voice No, I'm. Shall I not tell them? Shall I withhold it until someone no, guesses? Don't, no don't no one's angry. even ventured a name. I mean, come on. No,
2: no, come on, let's tell them. All right,
1: here we are. This is a political person.
3: What happens next year depends, of course, on the reaction to the proposals that we're making.
2: And that was James Callaghan, who was currently the Prime Minister at that time.
1: Yes, it was a very, very boring northern voice of James Callaghan, who's shortly to be... Uh, voted out at the general election 1979, the winter of discontent, and thus began the reign of Margaret Thatcher. So, yes, he be he's a very, very, very um, solid chap,
4: wasn't he? Solid fellow. You feel like he wouldn't blow away in a storm. And this... Senior school, you did the sex education. It was quite funny. You sat in the class, and your face is in the book. Whose face could possibly have been in the book?
2: Well, the reason her face was in the book because she was Louise Brown, the first human born from IVF.
1: <laughs> yes, and in that interview that I got that clip from, she goes on and she says, She says, hey, people kept asking me, How did you get out of the test tube? <laughs> <laughs> and I say, There is no test tube. And they said, oh, we didn't understand that because you said a test tube baby. So they said, Isn't there is no test tube, no. <laughs> it's quite funny. But, uh, yes, yeah, so it must be a bit strange <laughs> finding yourself in the Absolutely. sex education book yeah. at the age of whatever, 13. Uh, anywho, so you failed, dear listeners, you failed me. Never mind, I'll get over it. Well, I'm going to play some more rock because I like rock and because this, I mean, I just, this is great. You'll remember Mrs. Thorpe, won't you? And her daughter Caroline. Yes. Uh, uh, Mrs. Thorpe was a colleague of yours. And her daughter Caroline was a colleague of mine at school. When they started putting girls into our school.
2: I had a bit of a
1: crush on Caroline, to be perfectly honest. But uh, she lent me uh, an album called Heavy Horses by mm. Jethro Tull. And I'd never heard of Jethro Tull. And this in particular, this track, No Lullaby, I've just, whoa, just listen to it and think, whoa, the drumming on the, the first bit is so good, so good. And it, it just, I mean, this is, oh, I don't know what you call it, folk rock, kind of, I don't, oh, Jethro Tull. I mean, I like this a lot, you may, you may have worked that out. It's no lullaby, it's 7 minutes 47, maybe we'll play it all, maybe we won't, we'll see how we go, but please enjoy this. A lullaby. That was actually written for his newborn son.
2: I can understand why you liked it. Now you were, you are a pretty good drummer yourself, wasn't that? Uh, did the word <laughs> oh, come on did, now. did
1: you
2: did you get any inspiration from the drumming on that?
1: I mean, I needed to, have to, to realise that I could do it, so I should focus on being a keyboard player. Mm. But no, I mean, I just. Yes, I know, and I did used to play the beginning over and over again because I that <laughs> but about, it, like that it, drum it's about—it's like it's like his son had just been born, and he says he's going he's to sing no lullaby. It's like keep your eyes open, prick up your ears, rehearse your loudest cry. There's folk out there who would do you harm, so I'll sing you no lullaby. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. This, uh, this is a come out fighting with your rattle in hand. Yeah, I, like, I, I,
2: I liked I that very much.
1: Ian Anderson, bit of a crazy man, but he played the flute. Oh, brilliant! So there you go. And Do you have a few final facts for yes, us? I've got
2: three final, facts. three final facts. Three final facts. And the first one is yes, for animal the lovers. The first final fact. Yes. And the first of January, the otter became a protected species, ending hunting of it. People. And did, the next. Yes. People
1: used to hunt otters.
2: People did indeed, and it's that stopped on the first of January nineteen seventy-eight. People used to hunt otters. Yes. For what the,
1: purpose? There's on, not much on, meat on, on you them.
2: Have heard otter hounds? used dogs to hunt them and the next one is for fans of Douglas Adams because on the 8th of March the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was first broadcast by BBC radio
1: and my last
2: fact of the evening is for people who enjoy eating bread
1: well you know what yes I'm a Douglas Adams fan I enjoy eating bread, and I've never hunted an otter, so... Oh,
2: well. On the 4th of November, many British bakeries imposed bread rationing (gasps) after a baker's strike led to panic buying of bread. (gasps) On the 10th of November, panic buying of bread stopped (sighs) because most bakers went back to work. Probably because their wives got fed up with them being at home. That
1: could have been a crisis. (laughs) Bread shortage. Oh, gives me the willies, that. Well... Okay, thank you for that. You're very welcome. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, there's a couple more things to do before we say goodbye. The first is uh, to play a song by Elvis Costello called The Beat. We are out going on a
5: summer holiday Vigilanters coming at the follow me There's a
1: I'm going to have to fade old Declan out because we're, t- we're timing out of run.
2: Oh, are we really? We
1: are timing out of run. I've really
2: enjoyed myself Well, I'm tonight. glad.
1: Well, thank you for coming. Well, and thank, thank you for listening. thank you for asking me. We'll finish with uh, a shout-out to the Proud show, recorded show next, and we'll play um, for them, Glad to be Gay by the Tom Robinson Band.
6: Good night. Good night, everybody. This song is dedicated to, wo- to the World Health Organization. It's a medical song. And it concerns a disease whose classification, according to the International Classification of Diseases, is 302.0. Resisting arrest as they're kicked on the ground Searching their houses, calling them queer I don't believe that sort of thing happens here They express molesters of children, corruptors of youth. Is there in the paper?